0: You are now listening to the Purpose Edits
1: Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody
2: has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets to be successful in the school. You just have to know how to play the game that's necessary it and get through it.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Edits Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Big Shane, big homie, what up, man? Doing good, small Vic, doing good. I think that's the first time ever referred <laughs> to me as small. Bitch. I don't know whether to be
2: offended or not. I just hit me to do it. That's all. <laughs>
1: I know it did. I'm gonna let it ride. It was good. Perfect timing, man. Don't change. Don't I gotta get
2: used do. to. Yeah, I gotta get used to be called big. It's funny because <laughs> other than my personality and you know, I'm I mean, usually anybody who knows you
1: a big dude.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Uh, man, what's going <laughs> on? About How you treat Man, life man, is good. good.
1: Look at us, man. Yeah. Life is good, man. Life is really good. How about you?
2: Same, man. Can't yeah. complain. And if I if I did, nobody would listen. So it doesn't even matter.
1: Listen, living in Florida, having people who don't live here, I was told that I'm not allowed to complain. Um, you know, they say this is a vacation spot. So no matter what it is, <laughs>
2: makes you sense.
1: live in Florida. <laughs> no matter
2: what. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. No matter
1: what's going on in your life right now. You're not allowed to complain. You live in Florida. So uh, today is a good day, as Q would say.
2: Very good day, man. Hey, um,
1: question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You are doing something that my wife and I did a little, or you and um, your wife are doing something me and my wife did a little while back. And I'm curious about the experience, which is looking for potentially new home, Mm. right? That experience, doing that together. I wanted to ask, how is how is that? Because I know what challenges me and my wife face in going down that rabbit hole. Um, Do you know what you want? How about that? Because I didn't know what
2: I wanted. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to get a house.
1: You don't want to get a house?
2: Not, I mean, it, it, I, I would not, I'm not going to say I don't want to get a house. I would say it's not a top priority for me right now. So, So,
1: okay. Okay. I know when my wife and I went looking, when we decided to look, we at first didn't want that dream, the American dream. So I can understand. I can understand that. I can relate to that part of it, but you're still doing it, right? Yeah. So when you think about a house, not necessarily in the sense of this might not be the financial thing I want to spend my money on, but when you think about having a house and what goes into it, the perks, the must-haves, because we watch a lot of HGTV, mm-hmm. what are your must-haves? I've, I've always been curious to pick your brain in this area.
2: Office space. Office space? That's yeah. what you care about most?
1: hmm And my wife being happy. Well, oh, of course, of course. But office space for you?
2: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that simple. <laughs> office space yeah so no man cave uh i mean you call it man cave you can call it office space but i I call it office space it's just a room dedicated to whatever it is i'm doing at that moment that's actually my wife literally just asked me this question an hour ago and i said i got office space and as long as we have a backyard for my boy to run around and move um i'm good
1: yeah backyard yeah i've grown to appreciate it now that we you know we've fenced ours in I yeah mean, I've grown to appreciate it more
2: yeah yeah i mean i mean for me it's it's um and i could explain a little bit more towards the end of the conversation why i say that but like um i'm not a you know i'm good like in yeah, a matter of fact today we actually i think we done found the land that we want the uh the place we putting it on and 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 the actual design of the house or whatever the model of the house, I think. Oh, y'all found. building? Yeah,
1: my man, we went that <laughs> route too, man. Yeah, it's something. It's something about going that route, like picking out dirt.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we we were picking dirt this morning, um, as they say, or as you say. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I don't. I hate to sound like I'm downplaying it because it's a big deal. Um. But um, it's it's cool. I'm not real picky. Like, like you is what like you say. I'm picking my hill. I want to die on. There you go. I'm picking the hill. I want to die on. Like, what's what's important to me? Like, got an office space, got a backyard, and don't get one on the top end of the budget, and yeah. <laughs> and we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, you know? for
1: sure. It's um, I think I grew to appreciate a home and the things that I like in ours after we moved in and lived in it.
2: And I think that's what's gonna happen to me. Like once we once we get yeah. in there and you know, because I'll be driving by to watch it be built, blah da da. So once we get into it, you go through that whole process. I think maybe my vibe would change about it. But right yeah. now it's just um you know, you know, get what you want.
1: It's it's hard to connect with dirt. Yeah. And, and that's what I remember. It was hard to connect with dirt. Mm -hmm. But as it started, as the process kept going, I I got more intrigued. I got more interested. I got more connected to it, Mm -hmm. right? And so once the finished product happened and and we took pictures along the way, here's Mm -hmm. what's what's the craziest part Uh, for those who are considering home ownership or building a home. uh, One of the things that I loved was after our home was built and we had something go wrong, I took pictures along the process and I could pull up those pictures and identify something as simple as where the studs are on this wall Mm. behind the drywall, behind the paint. Mm -hmm. Like it made it that much easier. Yes. I could have a stud finder. Yes. I used it. However, to look and go, okay, so that's that stud. And then I got another one right here. And I got, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. those were the things that I grew to appreciate. Yeah. Um, in that process. And it's a process that I recommend everybody go through. People, people do your research. People think that it's so much more into building a home from scratch versus buying one pre-constructed, but really, and truly uh, the process is, is very much the same. It just takes a little bit longer to get in one than the other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I think that's a great thing um, that you're doing. And, and part of why I asked you about it, I think it coincides with today's topic. Um, But before we jump into the topic, I'd love for you to take us down the the path you always do, which is what blew your mind.
2: Um, Cool. Mixed bag. And I guess the ultimate point of what blew my mind or what is blowing my mind is that ultimately, like God is in control, like of everything. And Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what we want and how we want it done and there's something like on the other side of what we want. If we're just diligent enough to just be patient and just see it through or just mm-hmm. be okay with our will, what we want, always not getting done. Um, Good example of that. Like, uh you know, AMC, the movie theater, like yeah, AMCs are pretty much done. Like the, our movie theaters are, as we know it, it won't be the same. Like right now the stock is trading for like $2.60 a share. But um, you know, they were filming an episode of coming to America, not an episode, a new coming to America, coming to America yeah, 2. I heard about it. So they filmed it and it was due to be released this year. And I think the budget for it was like 48 million dollars. But because of COVID, movie shot in the can done, they haven't been able to release the movie. So what ended up happening was they sold the rights to the movie to Amazon. So now you're going to be able to stream coming to America too, instead of going to the movies, you're going to be streaming it on Amazon. And they sold it to Amazon for $125 million. Mm. Wow. So we don't know what it would have did at the box office, but I, I just wrapping up, wrapping my mind around the money aspect of it. And, you know, they made triple their investment, almost triple you know what I'm saying? Um, Well, double at least
1: on their investment.
2: Yeah. But, you know, it would have been easy in that moment to just put it out on something, you know what I'm saying? And miss the opportunity. But it's just kind of like when one door closes, another one's going to be open. But you just have to be patient and understanding enough to know that God is in control and everything is going to work out to your favorite, if you just trust in God and believe in that kind of thing. So that's kind of just blowing my mind. And that's, you know, even with this whole house thing, like, um, in, in a lot of ways, and this goes along with the topic, um, good. What was the topic? Uh,
1: The difference between good average and
2: great, good average and great. There's a part of me that believes by getting the house right now I'm kind of settling for average to good Hmm. because there's some other career things that I kind of want to do. And that's why I said, it's not that I don't want a house It's just that um, at this particular moment, right. There's career things that I just, I really need to get done, but I understand, you know, the needs of my family and Mm -hmm. the position I'm in right now, like Uh I'm in a, I'm in a pretty good position right now um, with everything going on to, to make that move. But it, it's hard to overlook your stuff. But once you get past that, and you just think about that. At the end of the day, God is in control. So if you decide to put the career on pause or if you decide to get the house or whatever, God is going to make it work to the greater good for you.
1: Yeah. So, all you know, things work together.
2: All yeah. things work together. So that's, that's kind of what's blowing my mind and, and, you know, where I'm at with things. So
1: let, let's, let's jump down that rabbit hole. Then like the, the, the burning question that comes to mind around today's topic is what is the difference between good average and great? What is the difference between good
2: average and great? I think it's an individual thing and it's a place of where you, what you feel as an individual of, good average and great i mean some will say it's financial like i'm great because some will say it's a legacy what you leave behind some will say it would be assets um me personally great and i think i've said this several times in this podcast great is being the absolute best at whatever it is that i'm doing and 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 you know, like I was thinking about something this week, I forget what it was, but I was I, I said the phrase dominating the space. Mm-hmm. So if if like I tell my kids, if I'm hired at a circus to scoop elephant poop, I'm gonna be the best damn elephant pooper scooper there is. Period. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's being great. But um for the next man, that may I don't know. So for you, what is what is being great?
1: I think it's not so much what is being great i think the difference maker is a person's willingness to sacrifice determines Mm -hmm. whether they're going to be good average or great Mm -hmm. right there's a lot of talks about the goat uh mj versus lebron right Mm -hmm. um and both are great in their own respect who will be the greatest of all time there's different metrics for that however in order to get into the category of greatness, or any one of those three categories, I think you have to examine a person's willingness to sacrifice. And I think the the mm. good people, the average people, the great people all have different commitment levels to that 100%. thing.
2: 100%. What What is the uh, on the spectrum? Is average better than good? Or is it average, good, great? Or is Man, good, average, a- great?
1: That's a question that's been burning in my mind. I was having this conversation, a similar conversation with, with some people not too long ago, and that question came up, and I was going to pose it to you, so I'm glad you took us there. Which is worse, right? Because something has to be worse. Is it is good worse than average, or is average worse than good? Um, average tends to point to the middle, mm. Right. So it would suggest that good is worse, then comes average, then comes great.
2: Mm. I would argue the other way.
1: There's a book called Good to Great. Okay. Is the book suggesting that good is one end of the spectrum and great is the other? Um, you would argue the other way. Mm-hmm. I, If I had to commit, I think that average, average is in the middle good is uh, one end of the spectrum and great is at the end of the other. But
2: i like to hear your thoughts. Just average thoughts. just sound bad to me, bro. <laughs> Even just as I sit here, like we just being average. So you're going to tell me average is better than good. Like I have, think about it. I'm living a good life. I'm living an average life. I, I like, hear it. Yeah, I like, hear you know it. what I'm saying? Like average doesn't sound like it's good enough. Um, I barely like good, but I can deal with good. But see, good,
1: i you know, my, my sports mind, my competitive mind, I always hear good as, oh, you good, or, oh, he's good, or, oh, she's good, but, you know what I mean? Like, but usually follows. Yeah, but so you know for what mean is, is, yeah. It's like,
2: yeah, you good, but. But you average? You know, you know, what I'm saying? I think,
1: I think, I think here's what, here's what it is for me. We never do. Dis- we, we, I take that back. We oftentimes don't use average as a descriptive of someone. We say they're good. They're great. Average is the the measuring or the line that you draw to separate one side from the other. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's unspoken a person's average in this sport is this, you know, those numbers. You don't say Mm -hmm. that they are average. You say their average is, they average this in
2: terms of stats and data. But I think average implies something like... It does. Yeah, it implies something. Like to me, when I hear the word average, I think decent, Mm -hmm. which is still not better than good.
1: Listen, let me tell you where where this came from. So I'm teaching a class and... We're talking about, we're talking about p- the things people do that make them be considered average, right? Mm-hmm. Just part of the same conversation. And I said, one of the pet peeves that I have, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show, uh, previous episode, people set multiple alarms in the morning to wake themselves up. Mm-hmm. I think is a very average action. Mm-hmm. You are committing to being average by setting multiple alarms because every person that I've ever talked to about, why do you set multiple alarms knowing you're just going to hit the snooze button mm-hmm. has always said, well, I know that there's a last alarm that I got to set because that means I got to get up and, you know, I I can't sleep anymore past this and I enjoy my sleep. If you enjoy your sleep, why set those other alarms and disturb your sleep? <laughs> Yeah. Like just set the last one. Yeah. Right. Just sleep up, up to that point. Well, I was going to go work out. And so I set this alarm. And if I feel like working out when I do hear that alarm, then I'll get up and work out. Do you ever get up and go work out when you hear that first one? Well, no.
2: Yeah. Well, that's pointless.
1: You know what I mean? And yeah. that's where this came from. And I, I said, my opinion was people who set multiple alarms are committing to being average. hmm.
2: Your I hear that. That's running. tough. I would say I, I set multiple alarms because I typically don't hear the first one.
1: Is it because you know that you have others coming after that? I don't know. And and and, and here I would I would challenge you to try it. Here's the reason. So let's say let's say you only get one shot because mm-hmm. that was my point to him. Mm-hmm. If you set one alarm, you get one shot to get up,
2: mm-hmm. just like
1: you get one shot at life. And when you hmm. talk about sacrifice and the willingness to sacrifice, that's the different make difference maker between the great ones and the good ones and well, the average ones. Well, guess the what? The great I... ones, one
2: you get one shot. Well, I'm pretty trash when it comes to alarm clocks. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I need to work on that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we all got aspects about life we need to work <laughs> on, but that, and, and mind you, this is coming from somebody who's a a a morning person. Yeah. I can get up early. I don't need much sleep. How many hours of sleep do you need to, to really function,
2: man? If I get six, I'm a maniac. Yeah, I can roll with three or four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably yeah, getting yeah. four to five.
2: Yeah. If I get three or four, um, I could function. If I get six or seven, I'm a beast the next day, like just wired and moving.
1: Yeah. So for me, like the whole alarm clock thing, I learned. Early on, fortunate enough in my time in college, I had coaches who were all about flipping your switch at the blink Mm -hmm. of a hat, bam, you could flip the switch. And so I had to figure out how to set one alarm and get up. And my first trick was I put the alarm clock across Across the the room.
2: room. Yeah. So I
1: had to get up out of bed. Yeah. Right. And that kept me up and I just kept going. And after a while, like we talked about uh, off the air being a creature of habit that allowed me to become a creature of habit of just you get one shot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then I started to see that translate into my life. Like you think about tests, the whole purpose behind a test really is to suggest you got one shot of this test to pass
0: Mm
1: -hmm. the classes that I took where. They only had a final. You didn't have pop quizzes and whatnot leading up to you, had a final at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That's that's telling you you get one shot. Yeah. The medical field is another field where it's pass or fail. Yeah. There is no there is no in between, right? And you think about that standard, the people, the great ones who hold themselves to that standard. For me, that that identifies or separates the great from the average,
2: from the good. Good. Yeah. You still got that average in the middle. That's crazy to me.
1: I still got it in the middle. I, I, I don't know why, you know why, you know why? Cause when, when you look at a group of people, you look at a group of stats, there's always a median, right? We learned that term. There's a middle, right? So mm-hmm. what is the median of all the results? So I guess creature of habit, I'm used to seeing average in the middle. You average all of these numbers, Here's your middle line. Are you above that line or below that line?
2: So you go from average to great?
1: There's a progression in between there, yeah. I mean, when you talk about great, great is the spectrum, the other end. Like, like that's that's it. So there's variations between that. You could be in the middle of the top group, right? Are you a performer, meaning... I've talked with people who say uh i was I was in the top of my class, okay, how many were in your class
2: seven <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll take that. There was seven in your class, and you were in the top, right? Yeah, so let's call the middle three point five,
2: <laughs> okay,
1: so were you one, two, three, or four? yeah. And that's, when I ask that question, then we get to the root of where were you really? Are you saying you were at the top because it sound good? Or were you actually an executor, a performer? And there's a lot of people who were just talking about being in the top because they were above the average line.
2: Mm. Mm. so, hmm, so is, um... Does average have something to do with who's in the room and who's around you and who you can set your pace to be average? Because think about it. If you're at the top, if your class is seven, right, and you're in the top half of your class, what if seven, the GPA is like three nine? That's still pretty freaking high. Mm. So whereas you may be average or low towards the bottom, that's still... Better than you know what I'm saying than mm-hmm. than than most, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like is is average like what makes I guess what makes something average or what what's the difference in the room you're in when it comes to being average, good and great, if that makes any sense?
1: Yeah, I think I think as we talk about those varying levels of moving from average to great, I think a willingness to sacrifice does play a factor but I think you can be average amongst the greatest, right? Who's ever done it. And and that still puts you light years ahead of everybody else, the rest of the pack, right? So when it comes to comparing yourself, here's where that competitive spirit comes in, that competitive drive. And I think that that's also a variable that people have to consider because I think that influences their perspective. To your point, if the if seven is a 3.9 when it comes to the classroom, right? Your perspective, are you focused on the line and saying, all right, there's the average line, where am I at? Or are you the type that says, who's number one and where am I at? Because I think the two difference in comparison is gonna determine how you then feel and what your action is going to be. If you look Mm -hmm. at the line and see that the average is 3.9 and you say, "Mm, I'm just above that, you're gonna be like, okay, I feel good about myself. Knowing that you are nowhere near number one. Mm -hmm. But if you look at number one, your perspective and what you're uh, focused on, you look at number one and number one is at a, let's just call it a six. Yeah. And you at a 3.9. Yeah. You got a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah.
1: So for me in the room, it's still about what do you pay attention to and where is your focus concentrated?
2: Um, my focus would be the second one. Cause the first one sounds real average to me. It sounds trash. Mm-hmm. So it would be who's number one and how do I get the like? For instance, about three years ago, we started going to competitions and, um, we would always win our divisions, whatever, whatever. But what I found was at the end of the competition, they wouldn't give us our scores for the total, for the whole field. And I just told him, yo, I'm not coming back to this competition. If you're not going to give me my score because although I'm winning my class, I'm not winning the whole competition. Mm. So how do I know how far I am from the top? If you're not going to tell me and therefore I don't want any part of it. Um, I I totally don't agree with um, average being better than good because I think most people operate on a very average level and Everybody, all of us, myself included, have very average aspects of our lives and our games because we're all striving to be great. So I'm not trying to put it out there as if I'm up here and 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 and, and, I mean, because I've already said my my alarm clock game is trash. So, yeah, I could see my transparency. But I think most of us settle for average. I think few of us push to be good. And I think even less of us push to be great. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for me, there's just that the line of being average is just like, I can't, I can't sit with that. Like average is a 70 to me. You know what I'm saying? Like who, who wants a 70, a sixty? C's get degrees though. C's, yeah. That's, that's good. No. <laughs> that's, that's good. No. And that this is coming from a person that I, I never really valued grades. Um, I always thought grades were stupid because it's about how much I learn and how much I take away and how much I'm willing to, or how much I'm able to apply. So this whole mindset of C's gets degrees, like, I, I don't know, you know, if you, if, what are we doing if we're just trying to get by? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, it, what really are we uh, accomplishing? Like, I don't think none of us, nobody listening, none of us were put here just to get by. I think we were designed for so much more
1: for something greater. I think we were designed for greatness. Each and every person in their own right was designed for greatness. Mm. Yet many of us settle and we make decisions and we execute actions that end up, um, putting us or resulting in a place of average.
2: Okay. So and being why? content
1: with it? Why? Cause it's easier. There you go. At the end of the day, it is hard to be great. It I is. mean, you think about, let's just use the conversation of, of MJ and, and LeBron in terms of who's great. Both of these individuals have experienced tremendous
2: mm-hmm.
1: pushback
2: mm-hmm. and
1: criticism for the littlest thing yeah. in being great. Yeah, It is hard. It is not easy at all. So even in our own lives, we experience that because people, I think, we pay attention to all of the wrong things. We place value on all of the wrong things mm-hmm. when we're criticizing one another, when we're judging one another. Mm-hmm. These are all elements that these are all elements that lead us to be average.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, so, average it, is very comfortable. It is. Yeah. Right.
1: It's, it's either middle of the road or in your case you say it's the it's the back of the road right it's very yeah. comfortable there's no ex and i think that's what it is there is no expectation to do more yeah to achieve more to accomplish more there is no expectation at average uh-huh. good there is some expectation so you know what i think you persuaded me it goes average good then great gotcha because at average there's no expectation at good there's some expectation at great there's always expectation mm-hmm. it's infinite.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. I, I welcome to the side, my friend.
1: <laughs> One of the few times he's persuaded me to his, his side and believe what yeah, he believes.
2: Uh, and I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. And then like, I mean, even going back, we, we settled that with the average, but just even focusing on being good. Like I, I tell people all the time, or I tell my kids all the time, like good is the enemy of great, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like What do you mean by
1: that when you're talking to him? Elaborate on that. Good is the enemy of
2: great. Good is the enemy of great. It's just like average is the enemy of good. If you're settled just for being good, it's at odds with being great. Because Mm -hmm. again, we've settled into this space of, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Like, what else do I need to do? I'm good. But there's more out there for you. If you truly believe that kind of thing. I think at some point, um, we all settle at a point i guess i don't know um i haven't a, a rove in there yet if that's even a word <laughs> i haven't arrived. I'll see a fact check, fact <laughs> check. i on. haven't gotten there yet personally where it's like i see a destination where i'm going to feel like i've made it but um good is the enemy of great and and it just i guess it just all goes back to what we're willing to settle for, and that's the conversation that we were having earlier with the house. Mm. You know, it, it's not like, um, again, it's not like I didn't want it, but am I settling in this space right now just because it works, or am I just going to step out there, trust a little bit, and push a little harder? You know, it may push me back five, six, seven years getting the house, but ultimately, professionally, it will put me in another box. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's just about. When, you, when you're willing to settle and what you're willing to settle for, you know? Um, case in point, um, two years ago, and I, and I hate re- getting these stories, but it makes sense. Two years ago, we went to a, a band competition and we were in the smallest class and we won our class and we placed second in the whole competition. It was like 15 bands, we placed second. And we were out of second by like two points on the average it was the average of all the captions all right come back a year later we went to the same competition the kids now have set the goal that they want to try to win this whole competition so they working hard we get to the competition and we had the worst performance i believe of the season it was just mm. it was flat it was good it was just it was just flat you know nothing horribly went wrong we didn't miss it nothing 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 like that but it wasn't just i didn't feel like it was our best guess mm-hmm. what we won the whole dang competition wow that night that that whole day up until the awards i was pissed I, I wasn't talking to nobody i was just sitting over there pouting and then when we went i was like yeah and it was so funny you would think that it would just be a celebratory moment But when we, you know, after we got the trophies, we went off and I just said, guys, we didn't do our best and we still came out on top. And, you know, you try to not take the air out the balloon, Mm -hmm. but you also try not to settle for, you know, just the fact that we won, like, can we be better? And for some people that turns it off, turns people off. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, yo, why, why isn't this ever good enough? You know, but I, I think it's just that idea of good is the enemy of great. And I
1: go ahead, go yeah, ahead, and, and I mean,
2: that's just that, that's just just how personally, how I'm wired.
1: yeah, I, I that sparked this thought. I was coaching someone who uh, is trying to build their book of business and sales, and um, they are doing decent,
2: yeah,
1: right? They're doing good, good. They're making some good money for themselves. Yeah. Enough that it has already changed their life and progressed them to a place now where they've settled into some comfort. But we also know the dangers of complacency. Complacency, yeah. Nonetheless, I asked them the question after we went back and forth about what I thought that they could do more to grow their business versus what they thought they didn't need to do and that they were in a good place. And I said this question. At this point, could you be doing more? Mm. Just answer that question. And the immediate response was, well, yeah, I could be. And so I followed it up with, so why aren't you? Mm. And for me, like when you gave that example, I think although you all won, you knew that you could do more and could do better. And I think that when you talk about greatness, it's a mindset that, yes, we won. Yes, I did not give my best and we still won compared to everybody else because we worked hard up to this point. But the mindset of a winner of the great ones, I think, is one that says, I know I could be doing better. Mm. And so why am I not or what Mm -hmm. am I going to do to continue to do better? I think really that is the difference maker between the great ones, the one percenters. Mm -hmm. They see opportunities in everything they do to do better and get better better.
2: yeah exactly
1: yeah exactly so although in all of us in all of our lives that we may settle into different spaces where we're comfortable or it's more of a routine right i've settled into this routine because it's doing something for for me as opposed to to me right Mm -hmm. um the great ones look at their life in other aspects and go, but I could be doing more mm-hmm. here. So I'm mm-hmm. going to focus some energy there. And when I get that to a place, they go back to all the things that they've settled into and go, all right, so now it's time
2: to shift it. Yeah. And it's a yeah. constant shift. It's a, exactly. constant, it's a constant shift of moving and growing and trying, trying to-,
1: to bring up all my weakest links and I'm yep. trying to get them all to great. Yeah, I, I break myself down in terms of, of aspects and components of me. Not just saying that the whole part of me is great. There Mm. are parts of me that are great, but the other parts that aren't, I'm working real hard to try to make them great. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. So how does this tie into purpose?
1: For me, purpose is synonymous with greatness. Mm. You maximize your potential when you've identified what your purpose is. Mm. And your mindset the mindset of a winner, the mindset of being great, the mindset of fulfilling your purpose is one that commits to sacrifice mm-hmm. and also is constantly examining their life and looking for opportunities to bring the good aspects up to being great. Gotcha. I think that that's how, that's how it's connected to purpose. Gotcha. When you know what your purpose is, there are parts of you, that all contribute to it and there are parts that do really well at fulfilling it but there are some parts that aren't and whether you truly fulfill your purpose will be based on your perspective do you look at the line in terms of being average or do you look at others Mm -hmm. the great ones and say i need to improve these couple of aspects about me in order to be a part of that group and run in that
2: circle gotcha
1: yeah yeah that's the difference between good, average and great. I still put it in the middle of my bad. <laughs> I got to work on that in order to be great.
2: Oh. <laughs> That's bloody.
1: Check this out. Let's let's take us out of here, man. I'm gonna, I'm going to take us out of here. There was a a quote um and it's more of a thought um than it is a quote, but it's something that has always stuck with me. And I think it's extremely relevant um, to this conversation. So here's how, here's the quote or the statement. It says, your life is defined by what you hate and what you don't hate, you tolerate. Mm. What you tolerate will never change because we only change what we hate.
2: We hate, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: That is the difference between average, good, and great. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to look at and examine within your life. What you tolerate, what you tolerate will never change because we only change the things that we hate. So if there's aspects about your life that you hate, it's time to change those things. It's time to take action towards building those things up in order for you to be great and fulfill your purpose. So purpose addicts, if you're listening, take a moment identify what you need to work on let's all get better together no more being average we're gonna be great like always we appreciate you thank you for rocking with us if you haven't already go subscribe rate like the show share it with three people give us feedback and more importantly go live life on purpose we out